Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nick Anderson Fitness Podcast. I'm here today with Janice. Uh, Janice has got a little bit of a story to tell us, so I'm super excited to hear it. Uh, So Janice, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you're all about, and let's get into it. Um, My name is Janice. I'm a nurse, a wife, a mom. I live in Texas. Um, Do you want me to talk about how you and I kind of met? Yeah, a little bit, I guess, because that kind of plays into the story. Um, So I was a former Beachbody coach, air quotes, um, for (laughs) 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 like eight years on and off for eight years. Um, Recent, probably in the last six to eight months, I guess. I don't know. Ever since 2020 time is... I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Suffice to say a I long st- time. <laughs> yeah, long time. So I started listening to Roberta Blevins podcast a little bit, and I have no idea how I even ran across that. Mm. And um, then I, I heard you on the podcast. So I listened to your podcast and then I kind of looked into you and mind you, during this time, I also was kind of following Jordan Syatt on Instagram and then I started listening to Danielle, your wife's podcast. And so three great um, follows right there. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Danielle. So, you know, it all, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so starting to listen to more like anti MLM and, um, th- you know, throughout the years in Beachbody, I kind of had that, I would get these little nagging feelings like, you know, this, this isn't, I don't like this. This isn't right. Um, I don't want to, I don't know. There was a lot of red flags along the way. Um, and I can go into the whole story of that, but, um, so now here I am and actually am trying to, I'm working on my nutrition certification, which I'm super pumped, pumped, pumped about because it's something that I've always been interested in and it's, I've got some goals coming up that, um, I'm hoping will help some other people in the near future. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's awesome that you're, you're working on, I think it's uh, precision nutrition you're working on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which which I've done I think it's a great course um, per your recommendation for the record I think a lot of a lot of like personal training and nutrition certifications are kind of bullshit um, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's kind of an exception to me I went through it I learned a whole bunch from it where like my personal trainer certification you know, I learned a little bit but it's right. it definitely wasn't enough for me to be like okay I'm ready to train clients now <laughs> yeah yeah and I did a lot of research on different nutrition certifications and wanted you know the reason I started doing it is because I do like the nutrition side of health and fitness a lot like I'll never be a personal trainer never I have no you know I can't coach somebody on that I do my own workouts but I can I have a you know I am a nurse but I also have a long history of kind of some really um, messed up relationships with food and um, have learned a lot through that and I'm trying to work on my my own relationship with food and really wanted something that would give me more knowledge and be more credible so in the future that I can help other people realize that you know one diet doesn't fit all people. And I knew that I've known that for years and years, like what works for me doesn't work for you or you or my husband or my friends or whatever. Like you've got to figure out what works for you and it's a process. So that's kind of, kind of where I am. Like, and I have been like that for a long time. I've had, you know, a lot of interest in that for a long time. Um, And I get really, 
don't know. It, it bothers me when people are so stringent in one diet or a fad, like you've got to do this or you have to do this and this. Well, that's great. Like that works for you. Rock on, like exactly. go for it. Yeah. But it doesn't work for everybody, but it's also not a quick fix and you've got to figure out what works for you. And sometimes that's a long process. Yeah. I think people try one diet and then they see results with it and then they go, well, this is the only way now. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not the only way there are so many different Mm -hmm. diets that you could do, you know, if you want to lose weight calorie deficit, we all know that, but there's many Mm -hmm. different ways to create that. And for some, it might be the keto diet and that's fine for me. Like you take away bread, I'm going to slap somebody. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just not I need some carbs for me. I need carbs. <laughs> <laughs> I well, just it wasn't had even a like... sandwich five minutes ago before we started recording. Yeah. And it's not even the carbs. Like I need some fruits and vegetables in my life. Like yeah. legitimately, that's the way I was raised. Like fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables. And I love freaking fruit and like keto. I'm like, Ugh, I tried it, but my, you know, people get results on quick, bad diets because their body's like, Whoa, shit. What is this? Like, I don't know what's happening. Or they put them, are they restricting? So unbelievably, of course they're going to see results, but is it something that they can, that's going to last? No. Especially with keto where like you eliminate carbs and then you just drop a bunch of water weight because you don't have carbs in your system. So it looks Mm -hmm. like you step on the scale, like, wow, this is, this is really working. And then over a couple of weeks, it starts to really slow down because the, the water weight's not coming back you just lost water so now you have to lose fat and yeah yeah that's a slow process you think that's a slow yeah process. I'm learning a lot and I really really enjoy the information that they have because it really kind of aligns with what I've always thought and believed that they take a, a whole um not one diet is the best diet for everybody which is right 100 percent and I loved like all the science stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I think it was in like the second part of like, yeah, you know, teaching you all about carbs, fats, and proteins and how they work, how your body processes mm-hmm. them and all that stuff, which was really cool to learn about. You know, I, I kind of had an idea about that. I'd, I'd learned a little bit about it, but like really sitting down and like mm-hmm. reading the exact processes that go on in our body was, was awesome to learn. Yeah. I mean, I have, you know, I've been a nurse for, a while now and so I had some knowledge medical knowledge in that term and I've done cellular and microbiology and all that stuff but looking at it in a in the perspective of nutrition is different so it's really interesting and you can't you know this science has been around and even though it's a relatively new nutrition science is a relatively new area it's based on science not not um, fads or restricting (laughs) and (laughs) yeah it's based on research that was conducted in a lab (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 but not that's not to say again that what works for somebody isn't working I believe that but I think people have to come to the conclusion to themselves and sometimes that can take years and years and years like me yeah so so tell me like about your former messed up relationship with food like what happened there and how did you how did you get better from it so um I started thinking you know when we started talking a few months ago I was like okay let me just go back and see when this all started and try to put a timeline into the things that happened in my life that may have influenced how where I, I am now um, and so, you know, of course, let's go back to our childhood. Um, I had a very happy childhood. There wasn't any trauma. Um, my mom and dad were married. 
Um, I live with my mom and dad, really nothing ever, you know, nothing bad. I do remember as a child, like, you know, little kids when they have their little tummies that stick out because they're round and they have no muscle tone. I remember my mom going, you need to learn how to suck your belly in. I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm good, you know? And I was not, you know, an overweight, I was an average kid, no issues. Um, and then like around, I think it was in seventh grade and I, there were some specific things I think that tied into this in seventh grade. So in seventh grade, you're about what, 12, something like that. Um, I remember sitting in the lunchroom. Um, so preteen, you know, seventh grade is awful. So I'm sitting in the lunchroom with my friends, having a good time, minding my own business. And we had a, a teacher who was actually the counselor in the school walking around and everybody liked him. Um, I just remember him coming up to our table and looking at all of us and saying, you know, I can, I can tell who, which of you are, is going to be overweight when you grow up. What the fuck? Yeah. Your, your face. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. To 12, a group of 12 year old girls, mind you, I will never forget this. I'm 54 now and and I'll never forget it. And he looked straight at me and said, and you're going to be, you're going to be fat when you grow up. And I was like, who hurt him? Yeah, I don't know. But, um, and, you know, looking back, he probably, maybe that was the intent probably wasn't malicious. I don't know. But that's something I've never, ever forgotten. Yeah, that's that's Um, something that's going to stick with you for a while. That's that's a very damaging thing to say to a young kid. Like, you know, you're 12, you're very impressionable. How did you feel hearing that at 12? I mean, honestly, I was like, it's just kind of shocked. You know, nobody had ever made a comment about my weight. I wasn't overweight. I was just your average kid. Uh-huh. So why would you look at a group of girls, 12 year old preteen girls and look straight at me and say, you're going to be fat when you grow up. What possesses a person to be like, Hey, I got a good idea. Let me go up <laughs> to these 12 year old girls and tell them what I think is going to happen to their weight when they grow up. Right. And I don't remember anything other than that, probably because after that, I was like, huh? Like, what does, what? Like, it was so kind of just threw me off completely. And so that's probably about the time that I, you know, started comparing myself to other girls, and which is what you do when you're a preteen and going, you know, on a teenager. But again, wasn't overweight. You know, I look back at pictures now. In, in my mind, what I thought in my mind was not what was on the outside. But, you know, after that, I was comparing myself to everybody. Mm-hmm. But I never went into any kind of like, my parents never said anything. I wasn't overweight. There was nothing to do, you know. Um, so I went on about my way and went through high school. And I, I got in my freshman year of college. Um, I was in a sorority. And for the first time in my life, I heard about eating disorders, um, including bulimia and anorexia. I'd never heard, you know, never heard of those things before. So I was like, you know, we had one of the girls that just all suddenly disappeared from our sorority. And the rumor was that she was in a, she had bulimia and she was in eating disorder treatment or whatever. And I was like, what the hell is bulimia? Like, I don't even know what these things are. And um, so, you know, I learned about that, but again, didn't really face me. I kind of kept doing my thing. Didn't worry about what I ate again. It's never fat. 
I wasn't skinny, but just average. Sure. Um, so, you know, that was like nine, eight, 19, 20 years old, 19, I think. Um, I ended up coming home from that college and um, I didn't go back to that college. It was, it was like about 400 miles away from, from where I was was from and from um, and decided to stay home to go to another college that's here. And um, I was waiting tables. So again, you know, pretty impressionable, 20 years old, not even 21. I must've been 19 or 20 waiting tables and really not thinking about my weight that much, I guess. Um, I had a customer make a comment on my weight, <laughs> like out of the blue. Course. somebody just random strangers just waking random strangers going and I don't really know exactly what the comment was but something along the lines well you better be careful or you're going to gain weight or whatever or some bullshit mm-hmm. I was like okay why would you make a comment to somebody about I don't know about their weight you don't even know me you I don't I don't remember what the woman looked like I don't remember anything about her other than what she said to me so um I think that at that point, then I started to start thinking about it and started going into this binge and restricting kind of diet, doing a lot of aerobics because that was back in the nine, early 90s, um, cardio, cardio, cardio. Um, and then um, my father passed away very unexpectedly shortly after that when I was 21. Um, and so... You know, it's a pretty, I can look back on things and say this, these things, these things, these things happened. Um, my father passing was a pretty traumatic thing for me and very um, pivotal in my whole life because he was so young and I was so young. Um, so he passed away while I was in college. I started dating someone after he passed away. And I had to look back and think about these things because I kind of forgot him. But I, I met someone um who immediately made comments about he would never have a fat girlfriend, that you needed to stay skinny, um, that it would be unacceptable for him to have anybody that didn't look just right. Don't ask. And by the way, we weren't together very long, but those comments were, (laughs) 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 those comments were made to me. I mean, we were there together long enough for it to have an effect on me. So that kind of reinforced this whole idea of like, well, I can't, I can never gain weight. You know, I can never gain weight. I've got to stay skinny. Um, you know, and I graduated from college and ended up becoming a flight attendant because it was totally random. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. What 21 year old knows what they want to do. I don't know. Saw some ad, um, for like a come here, you know, this airline's going to do some interviews. I was like, okay, whatever. Well, I got picked of all things. Like I had no, (laughs) no expectation to be doing that. Well, back in the day, and I don't know how they do it now, but at that time in 1991, it was based on weight and you weighed in every week really? to fly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's, yeah. I, I can't yeah. imagine that it's like that now, but like that, that's the testament to just like how much times have changed, right? Yeah. So you couldn't, well, a long time ago, like when my mom was my age, cause she was uh, almost with flight attendant too. You couldn't be married. That was like in the fifties or sixties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's definitely laws about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we weighed in and we had, I, I don't, I can't remember how often, but once a week or once every two weeks, I don't know. But if you were overweight, you didn't fly. So you didn't oh have work. God. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. And it was so incredibly stressful for everybody, you know, because you're like, this is your job. Yeah. Like you if, go if to you work. gain a couple pounds, you basically mm-hmm. lose your job. And yeah, I can definitely see where this is going is screwing yeah. up relationship with food, but go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember flying with a girl um, who was very athletic. So as she was muscular, um, you know, had a diff- everybody's body is different. And she would complain about it all the time. She's like, I'm, I'm going to lose my job because I have muscles because I work out and I, you know, I don't know. It was just, it was real messed up. I never not flew because of my weight, if that tells you anything. So obviously I kept my weight in check. I don't even remember what it was supposed to be. Um, but just something else to add to the fire of why I shouldn't be, keep restricting and binging and restricting and binging. Um, I got super, super depressed during that time. Um, it was a really lonely time. I, you know, was all over the place and I ended up leaving I only flew for like two to three years. Um, I went back to graduate school. So my nursing, my nursing career is a second career. So I went to graduate school, got married. I had my first baby um, and went through a really ugly divorce. So for years, you know, I kind of just went through this cycle of yo-yo dieting, you know, very much so, but restricting, restrict. I just remember writing out every single calorie, you know, now we have apps, but writing it out on, all on paper and having a calendar on my wall or something to cross off that it was just very obsessive. I read like every single magazine that they had, you know, now we can look everything up online. But I remember going, they used to have these magazines that had every fad diet and there was, you know, the cabbage soup diet or do this and do that. But like probably restrict. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all of these things, it was just ridiculous, but I was like obsessed with it. And at that time, there was, then they started coming out with all those little hundred calorie packs um, or low fat. I don't know. You probably too young, but they even had like these chips that they made with this stuff that basically you shit your pants if you ate the whole bag because it just went right through you. Gross. That's great. Um, yeah. Really gross. You know, very, very unhealthy, yeah. no nutritional value to these foods at all. Um, you know, it, it was just crazy, but I, I kind of went through that for years and years and years. Um, uh, lots of cardio. I never, mind you, I never lifted a weight during any of this time. I was doing cardio. It was all cardio. And then I started training for marathons um, and half marathons. So I was running like crazy and probably eating like a thousand calories a day. I'm like ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, yeah, your energy super, you know, levels must have been so low during that. Yeah, you know, I, I have the same thing. So <laughs> I know what it feels like. And then you get home from a run and you're like, I'm going to eat the whole kitchen. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know I'm not going to eat all day. And then from 8 p.m. to midnight, I'm going to eat everything that there is in the exactly. kitchen. You know, exactly. crazy. Um, <laughs> so all that to say, during that time, um, I did all these things. I had my second son in 2005. So, and it seems like that was just yesterday, but he's 17. So, (laughs) um, so that kind of all that continued even after I had him just because of my, at that point, you know, my self-esteem is fucked. 
and my relationship with food is fucked. Like I could never have a normal relationship with food because everything that I ate or drank, I'm just like thinking how many calories is this? And I need to write it down. And how many, how many hours of cardio do I need to need to burn it off and blah, 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 you know, just like this obsessiveness. So if you think about that timeline from 1991, 92 until not that long ago, that's a long time to have that that mindset. Yeah, it's a lot to deconstruct um, going forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that was just like this, you know, this anxiety if you go out to eat because you don't know what you're going to eat, you know, and you're going it's just it's just such a mind fuck all the way around. Like yeah. to not, I don't even know what it is to I, I'm starting to learn what a normal relationship with food, but it's going to take a long time. Absolutely. So, and we'll talk about that when I get to it, but so in 2014, um I don't really know how or why, but I had a friend or one of my son's friends mother approached me about doing some beach body workouts. I was like, "Okay, you know, of course, the cardio is cardio, all cardio." Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you know, I'm always, yeah, let's do some more cardio. Um, so I did and fell in love with Shanti. Danielle might have told you my obsession with Shanti. I love Shanti. He's the best. That's a whole nother story. Um, but his early programs are cardio based. It's a right. lot of cardio. Right. Um, but I did them. I did it. I did it all. all I didn't even know sanity and all that stuff, right? Yeah. T25. T25 was like my first, one of the first ones that I did. Gotcha. Um, and then I became obsessed with like completing these programs. I'm going to complete these programs. At that point, it wasn't any anything about being um, in a business or having my own business or coaching. Cause I, I always felt weird, like from the very beginning of how, why do you call your customers coaches because that was before they had like preferred customer or whatever else they do now what you sign up and you're a beachbody coach i'm like i'm not a coach i don't know anything like i don't know nothing i'm not a personal trainer i don't know anything i'm just following these videos you know right. um and so i didn't even really know that that was a multi-level marketing company or anything nothing and actually when i look back at uh, about probably about six months after I had my youngest son in 2005, you may not remember this. There was a program called Slim and Six. Never heard of it. So it was on TV. So this was before, I think it was before Beachbody became Beachbody. Gotcha. Like, I don't know if it was powder blue or whatever, but it was advertised. And I remember I bought that program online and did those workouts. It's called Slim and Six. I can't remember who the trainer was. But I was like, dang, I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I was like, man. So, um, I like I said, I didn't even know it was a business. I didn't know you could make money on it. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just doing it for the programs. Gotcha. But then um, that coach left. And so I rolled up to the next coach and really it was a coach who really wasn't that active. And so I really kind of dove into coaching on my own, trying to like, cause I really do. Um, I like, I do like health and fitness. It could have been from that obsessiveness of all those years of being so um, obsessed with it basically. But I wanted to help other people because I had, I did get results 
from the programs. I was, of course, you're going to get results. They're intense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you start to see results and you go, oh, like, how can I pass this on to other people? Because you get excited about it. Like, that's, right. that's very normal. Right. And that's kind of how they get you, you know? Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. I mean, this works for me. You can do it, too. Um, so I had a, a, in air quotes, coaching business, but um, mostly just to, most account, like accountability groups. But during those, the, that time, um, I did a lot of free groups because I like to help people. Um, and I would do, you know, you know, Beachbody gives you all these meal plans and blah, blah, blah. Looking back now, I wish I had never gave those to anybody because um, I can't remember what year it was, you know, and then autumn came on the scene. It's mm. in ground as I hear her name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Autumn came on the scene with these containers. <laughs> the fucking containers. Those fucking containers. Oh my God. And I remember, you know, of course you buy every program that comes out because you have to. Because you're a coach. Like, yeah, you have to. Because you're a coach. So you've got to have talk them. About them. Yeah. So I remember opening that box and going, what the fuck is this? Like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, these tiny little containers, like, what am I going to do with this? And then reading the materials. And it took me a few weeks because I ha- did have all those years of like being so like you asked me a calorie count. I can tell you how much cal- how many calories were in almost everything because of the years and years. I mean, they used to have these little books that you could buy at Barnes and Noble that were cal- calories and I would look everything up. So I'm thinking this seems like it's not enough food. <laughs> in you know, this category like you definitely know you can look at you know a cup yeah. of or a, what is it a, a half a cup a half a of ba- carbs a, yeah get, the, yeah like yeah that's and a half a banana. banana who the half fuck half eats half of a banana? banana i had two bananas yesterday and that was glorious <laughs> <laughs> yay i'm like and then you get like a fourth of an avocado who yeah. the fuck eats a fourth of an avocado like yeah, it makes it's gonna go bad in 20 minutes so like yeah so kind of I started thinking like, this doesn't seem right. And I remember going to my coach going, you know, I don't think this is enough food. And this is somebody who's restricting, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh yeah, you just got to follow the program. And I'm like, okay. So I did. And of course you see results, but I felt like shit. And I'm thinking if I added up all these calories, I'm barely probably 1200. Yeah. Probably a thousand ish. Yeah. And even though I had gone through years of going from like a thousand to 1200 calories, which is not good. And, and you, especially for women, like 1200 is like this magic number for yeah, some it's, reason. Cause it's the, it's the bare minimum that you can survive on that a child needs. Right. So if you're eating a <laughs> bare minimum amount, amount of calories, you're going to feel like shit. Cause you're just giving yeah. yourself the energy that your body needs yeah what the hell and then you're gonna make me i can only have the amount of lettuce that fits into this cup it's lettuce the vegetable (laughs) one really just makes me so mad like what the hell like eat your vegetables eat as many vegetables as you want oh my god and fruit too like why is fruit becoming the victim the you know the bad guy why is fruit bad it's not it's like it's it's fruit right it grows on a it grows outside on a plant. Like it's, let's, let's we don't need to eat half a banana. And just, just for anyone who like, doesn't know what the, these containers are. Like if you're, if you've never seen them, look them up and mm-hmm. look at how small these things are. And you're, 
I don't remember the plan, but it was like something like you're allowed three containers of vegetables and three containers of fruits and like two of the carbs. I remember it was mm-hmm. one, just one of the fats. Oh, yeah, look. And we have, oh, she's got it right there. Wow. Food Green list. container. Food, and, oh, yeah. And there's a food list that goes with them. Too. There's a list. So this was always what got me is like some things weren't on the list, like mm-hmm. um, any kind of like yeah. white bread, white rice probably wasn't on there because white mm-hmm. rice is bad, even bad. though it has pretty much the same amount of calories as brown. Um, as mm-hmm. far as like nutritional benefits, they're almost identical. <laughs> Just brown yeah, rice and has like a little I- more fiber. I'm looking at this list going, you know, because it, it, they listed in best order of, yes. yes. Yeah. So if (laughs) salsa is at the bottom of the list, which means it's, it's one that you should not eat as much. It's tomatoes. Salsa is tomatoes. Like (laughs) look at the calorie count on a jar of salsa. You can eat the whole fucking thing for a hundred calories. I mean, like this doesn't so I kind of was just like this doesn't seem right but I still did it right I still did it I did the workouts um 21 day fix and I discovered that I cannot stand listening to autumn talk um (laughs) so sorry but I can't like I just can't it was just too much um so that went on. And then about in 2017, I kind of was getting away from beach body a little bit. I started to go to orange theory. I don't know if you know anything about orange theory. A little bit. So I don't it's, it's kind of similar. It's very cardio based. There's some like weightlifting in there too. There is some weights. So that's kind of when I started getting introduced to more weights. Um, because in orange theory, it's a group, it's a group fitness, but really you're just kind of your only competition is yourself the way they have it because they have your heart rate mm-hmm. up where you're, you're monitoring yourself. And basically. they try to get you in like the heart rate zones, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the like, fat burning the, zone, the splash zone or something that they mm-hmm. call it. I don't remember. Yeah. I have a friend yeah. who used to do it. Yeah. Um, and I liked it. And, but I'd, like I said, I did more weights and, um, started getting introduced to weights. Um, and then I'm trying, I met Neil in 2018, who is my husband now. So I told Danielle, we met on a fitness singles website. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, but they do. And so I met him, um, you know, because I did want somebody that was into trying to take care of themselves. Yeah. Right. Being on the healthy-ish side. Uh, I don't need a you know, I don't need anybody obsessive, but so Neil had been, and Neil actually had lost 60 pounds on keto. So, you know, like I said, good for you. It doesn't work for me. Cause I just don't like it. I'm not a very pleasant person, Right. but, <laughs> um, I, so I'm we met and, yeah, I'm just like, it does work for a lot of people, I guess, but it's not for me. Yeah. Fun fact. Whatever. When I first met Danielle, she was on keto and, uh, uh-huh. I didn't, at the time, I didn't know what keto was. This was, I don't know, when we met, 2018, 2017. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know what it was. And she's like, oh yeah, like I just, just can't eat potatoes. So we like went to our first date. We went to like a breakfast restaurant and I'm, I'm eating my potatoes and she's like drooling <laughs> over them. <laughs> she's like, I want those potatoes. Like, can, can I just have one potato? <laughs> 
She didn't stick to it for very long. So. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like anything, as soon as you tell me I can't have something, you I'm want like, it. I want that. Right. I want that. Yeah. It's like it's, when we tell and, like children, like, don't go play in that puddle. And they're like, well, I'm not going to play in the puddle. Yeah, give me some rubber boots. I'm going in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of like, I'm like, as soon as you say you can't have that, you want that, right. you know? And exactly. so it drives me completely insane when I hear people go, well, I can't have that. I mean, if you have a medical reason not to eat it, that's one that's thing. That's different, yeah. But to villainize foods is just like, I. that's what I'm learning. Like, that is ridiculous to think, though, that food is bad and that food is good. That's bullshit. Like, Okay, yeah, some foods are better for you than others, but you should not ever say you're never going to eat that or you can't ever eat that again. Because that's ridiculous to have that that thought process. Sure, you can. I ate a Reese's peanut butter cup last night about one o'clock in the morning while I was working. You know, yeah, I'm going to eat it. And did it destroy and, your life? No, like, no, it was delicious. It was 70 calories and you're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, who cares? Right. But, so Neil and I started going to Orange Theory together. I kind of got away from Beachbody. Um, and then for some reason in 2020, well, we got married in 2019. In 2020, I really wanted to have my own business. So it's always, always been about like making money. I want to make side money. Now, I know I'm a nurse. I have a career. This is my second career. So <clears throat> I have skills. I Now that I'm like, why, why do I need to make money? Like I'm, I have a job right? Like I have a good job. My husband has a good job, but I decided we needed some extra money. We need to, you know, it's all of this. If you follow Beachbody, anybody that knows them follows all these top coaches and what they post, you start seeing, oh, well, they have this and they have that. And they have this nice house and this nice pool. And um, that looks fun. And they're going on trips and, you know, it, they, they suck you right back in, honestly. Um, and so I decided in 2020, I was going to sign up with a top coach so that I could, could build a business coach, basically is, is the idea here. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. An elite coach. Yeah. Um, and when I joined, it was late 2020 joined this coach. Um, and she was like, basically needed one more diamond. And I know some people don't understand the whole ranking thing, but she needed another diamond within a certain amount of time to become elite, which is so their basically top the way to do that, just to like kind of break down how the structure works. So like she needs more coaches under her so that she can rank up and make more money. Mm -hmm. essentially the exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. And I was motivated and I became a diamond in a month, which is a lot of work, but I did it. Um, and, you know, I look back now, like the people that joined me were people that trusted me, you know, um, I, I always think, you know, I listen to a bunch of anti MLM and like, do I need to go back and apologize to people <laughs> for what I, what I did? But I, I feel like I, you know, I never felt like I was being shady, I guess is a good word for it because I truly did think that I was doing the right thing. Yeah, that I had had results. Kind of what they do is you know? to like make you think that like you are selling this amazing product, right? And they they kind of they want to make you believe that what you're doing 
is good. So like when you when you are selling, but you feel good about it, you feel like, oh, I'm about to help this person achieve their mm-hmm. result. And you know, sometimes they might, and sometimes they might end up being destroyed by the beach yeah. containers. Yeah. Yeah. And Beachbody's whole thing is helping, uh, what do they say? How many lives can you help? This is something about helping people. Um, so becoming diamond in that short of time is pretty uncommon, I think. Um, but it gave, gave me a lot of motivation to keep going, but I didn't do it very long um, just because I was like, wait a second. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't really... I don't know. I can't really describe it. I just started having more thoughts about like, this isn't really what I want to do. It was also at a time where you started seeing all these coaches um, who used to be all about Beachbody, not even saying that they were with Beachbody on social media, that they don't advertise that. They started becoming life coaches or real estate, doing other things besides that, you know? So I was like, this is weird. Yeah, that's really <laughs> weird to like hide the fact that you you quote work for a certain company. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have to, why do you have to hide it? Why can't you say the name of the company? That's right. That's a red flag right there. Oh, that, I thought you were all proud of this company. Right. Why can't you be proud of, of the company that you're pushing? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's definitely a red flag to be like I'm because because it means that there's something wrong with the company. And, right. And, deep down whether it's on some level they know that there's something wrong or that there's been some kind of bad press around the company Mm -hmm. um but because of that very quick success um, i got accepted into a test group for amalia caesar's program um 645 which was a pretty big deal like to be part of a test group so i was like pumped and I did it and it's all weights. Most of it's weights. I think there's one cardio day. And so I was getting great results. I was getting, I started thinking like, I'm getting strong. Like I'm getting strong. I can lift heavier. Like I liked it. And then um, Neil and I started building a house and doing all these other things. Anyway, I just kind of got away from beach body again. I was like, I can only do this by myself. You know, I can do the programs at home. I don't really need this as a side business. I've got a job. My husband has a job. We're good. Um, so up until recent, probably, I don't know, up until recently, well, probably in the last six months, I was still doing that program and doing the weights and I wanted to do more. And so, but I didn't want to do beach body. So like I said, I kind of started getting away from that and starting to listen to more like anti MLM content. Like, I don't really want to support this idea of, um, you know, I just want to work out. I don't want to hear about all the products you have that we need to take. Yeah. Before you move on from this, I want to hear like what, what being in the test group entails, like what, how does that work? So being in the test group, so you're picked, so you have to qualify and I qualified, I can't tell you how, just because of how fast I moved up. Um, And they have you do like your before pictures, but it's very structured. Like they give you very specific instructions about how to take the pictures, what angles you need to be at, what it needs to look at, like what you need to wear, blah, blah, blah. And then they, send you they have the videos but you can only do the workouts um, they don't they're only scheduled like at certain 
times. Like it's, it's pretty structured. So with him, and these were test workouts. So these are his tests, basically. This is the basis of the program. We're going to try this and see how it works. Now, mind you, he's probably already done another test group that wasn't coaches. I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't really know, but the videos that we saw were from actually from Amalia's um, garage. Setting. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we did. And I really liked his approach because of the way he taught, like you can tell he knows what he's talking about because he talks a lot about form and he would make people like video themselves to make sure that their form was correct. And no other program that I know of from Beachbody does that. Yeah. I, I actually remember doing like lift four and remembering a lot of like incorrect form things yeah. that, that they were yeah. talking about. So like looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, no wonder my shoulders hurt all the time doing mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, go on. So like, even like his basic thing was just doing a squat, like take a video or a picture of yourself doing a squat and assess it. And so he was, he's very, um, I mean, he's a trainer for like major sports teams. I think, I think don't quote me on any of this, but his approach was completely different than I had experienced in other beach body programs in that he taught the form, taught the reason, taught the anatomy and physiology behind the exercises, what we were working on. And there was also um, a mobility and flexibility workout that was mandatory every week, which I believe is why I never got hurt doing those things that he was having us do. And um, just, and it was, I think five, five days or six days a week, but the mobility and flexibility days were awesome because, and he's teaching the whole time. Yeah. And it. I think that's something that's not incorporated enough into, into fitness these days is mobility. Cause it's so important. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have enough mobility, you're not gonna be able to squat, right. You're not gonna be able to press right pull right like all these movements um you know if you're tight in certain areas so i think that's i like that i like that he does that and i like that he teaches mm -hmm. about that so mm -hmm. um so it was very more instructional decent. and yeah more instructional and educational than i had ever seen before um i did not finish the test group because i fell off track neil and i built a house during that time and so things were a little hectic and i kind of did not finish the test group, but I did go back and finish the program by myself ultimately. Um, and like I said, I, that's probably one of my favorite programs. Well, it's the last program I did with Beachbody and it'll be the last program that I do with Beachbody. Um, <laughs> so, but, <laughs> <laughs> and again, it was because of how much he taught during it. You know, he didn't sit there and talk about, um, psychology and you can't eat this and you can't eat that. Uh -huh. No, he was talking about Thanksgiving foods and like yams and all these things, but also why we were doing certain exercises and what muscles that was working on and why he programmed it that, that way. So I didn't learn a lot from him. And that's also kind of fading out of that and into this other realm of like seeing Jordan on Instagram, which who knows how that happened. And then the whole anti MLM thing and, um, so I started, I was, I really started really liking weights. I liked it. I saw, I mean, I'm, I'm fucking getting stronger. Love that. Stronger. I don't, yeah. I like, I'm, I, yes, I'm kind of still obsessing about the number on the scale, but I don't care as much about it because last week I could barely do this with five pounds. Six weeks later, I'm doing 15 pounds, you know? So 
it's a whole different ball game. That's a three times increase. That's, yeah. ins- that's, uh, a, that's yeah. insane. I mean, I remember I would be so excited because I was like, babe, guess how much weight I lifted. <laughs> Look at my butt. You know, my. <laughs> I still do that. And now Danielle's at the point where she's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and Neil's like, that's great. You know, yeah. Neil thinks it's, yeah, he, cause he loves weight. So he's like, that's awesome. You know? Yeah. Um, and I saw incredible results without obsessing about my diet as much. Of course you have to have, you know, you got to watch what you eat and you can't be eating 1200 cal or, you know, yeah, 12,000 calories. Yeah, but you calories. also need to make sure you're eating enough to fuel enough. your hard workouts. Otherwise your workouts You need some protein. Shit. You're not going to get stronger <laughs> because you're going to feel weak every time that you work out and that's yeah. you get injured and all that yeah. stuff. So yeah. 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 So that's kind of when my mindset started changing and, and um, I was like, hmm. Well, I really like this. So I did 645 again. I mean, I still like, I just, I liked it because it was weights, but I wanted to do, you know, I wanted to get away from beach body. Um, so I, um, joined the inner circle with Jordan Syatt, um, not that long ago. So I want to say, I looked at the calendar last night. I think it's been eight weeks, not eight to 10 weeks. I can't remember. Um, and started reading more about uh, MLMs, but really going into more nutrition stuff, calories in, calories out, calorie deficit, period, talking to you. Like before, you know, I think, I don't know if you remember, I asked you one day, like, so if I burn 300 calories, can I eat 300 more calories? And you're like, no, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Which is a great question because people, ask, you know, I get asked that question all the time. Yeah, I've been That's doing that. That's why I wrote free... an article on it because, yeah. you know, people will look at their fitness watch and be like, well, I burned 400 calories when really they probably burned like 100. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. And then listening to you and I think I got your like free calorie calculator. Okay. Yeah. I think. And so really starting to look more at things like that and getting more information and looking at more nutrition. Um, and then. So I realized now when I look back at what I was eating, like, girl, you were barely eating. I probably wasn't eating 40 grams of protein a day. That's not enough. It's (laughs) It's not not enough. Um, So just really completely started diving into more of the nutrition aspect and weights. Um, So I started uh, Jordan's, I started doing the barbells dumbbells at home, the dumbbells only workout. Yeah. Dumbbells only workout. Um, because we do have a lot of weights at home. Yeah. And since September, here I can tell you the date. Today's November, I don't know what day it is. Fourth, fifth, something. Uh, today's the fifth. Today's the fifth. So when you're listening to this podcast at home, it is not the fifth, by the way. It's not the fifth yet. <laughs> <laughs> um started, I think early September. So okay. two months, yeah. right? Um, I've lost, and again, it's not all about, it wasn't always about the weight. Um, and watch, if you anybody watches Jordan, you can see his little mini cut right now, which has been extremely helpful to show ups and downs and fluctuations in weight. Yeah, shout out so, to Jordan. If you don't know who Jordan, Jordan is, yeah. listen to the episode before this, because he was my last guest. So I've lost approximately 10 pounds. That's incredible. Um, and if I had tried to do that 
before I would be extremely frustrated that I was not losing two to three pounds a week mm-hmm. because I wanted fast, you know? And even though I had always heard like, you know, a half a pound to a pound a week is great. Um, and I'm like, no, it's not fast enough, you know, cause we all want these quick fixes and quick results. Um, but now it's for like my long-term health, my sustainability. There isn't anything now, um, that's off limits. I just have to figure out how many, well, I know how many calories it is, but my, and, oh, in addition to that, I eat at least 600 calories more than I used to eat a day. So, and I'm sure so you feel a, a million times better doing yeah, that. You're able I'm to like, enjoy foods that you actually like eating instead of just, you know, whatever it was that you were restricting on just eating, you know, limiting yourself to certain foods or whatever that container mm-hmm. told you to eat. So mm-hmm. you, like you said earlier, you had a Reese's peanut butter cup the other day and yeah, it's delicious. That, 70, 80, 90 calories. I think like it's that? 80, whatever. And yeah. then you move on with your day and that's fine. Yeah. Like it's not, it doesn't destroy your day. It's just the fucking no. piece of candy. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just like, it is a, it's a mindset thing. It's, um, it, it's been so many years of just totally messed up thinking about food that now I'm like, okay, well, you know, we have, I bought a shitload of Halloween. So it shit load of Halloween candy, so much Halloween, like so much Halloween candy. So we had a lot and Neil's like, well, we need to get rid of it. And I'm like, for what? I'm, you just, I'm leaving this right here. It doesn't expire. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't expire. (laughs) I took a bunch to work because nurses will eat anything and doctors. Um, and we did have an excessive amount. Like I don't eat 10 bags of Halloween candy, but we still have a bowl. And like last night I worked, I stuck a Reese's peanut butter cup in my lunch and an almond joy just in case, because I have <laughs> just in case I want it. So I've really just decided like, I don't typically plan out too many meals. I kind of eat what I want or how I feel. And like, if I want it, I'm going to eat it and I'll account for it. If I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. Like, so it's still, it's so hard to get away from that mindset of like, oh, this is, I can't eat that. This is a bad food. Um, You know, I still, um, you know, people at work are like, oh, look at Jana. She's eating so healthy. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but you can eat whatever the fuck you want. Like, I don't care what you eat, you know? And And, and eating healthy, like, doesn't mean that you're, eating nothing but health foods all the time it's just you know you prioritize some things because you know that it's going to make your body feel good yeah and then you bring and you know right now yeah my goal is to 100 grams of protein or more a day so i eat a lot of protein (laughs) and you when you eat a lot of protein you don't want to eat other things very much because you're full right right so you know it's just a whole different mindset and so now my goal is like, I'm, I just, I think I, I think I'm about a third of the way through with my certification, which I'm super excited about. I really, really enjoy it. Um, and hoping, you know, between that, I, I do want to help people, but I felt like just because of my experience and just being a nurse isn't enough. Like I need to really dive into more nutrition. Well, that I think that helps you as a nurse too, to learn about that yeah. kind of stuff, because I feel like you know, medical professionals sometimes give nutrition advice when they don't really understand nutrition. Like I remember Mm -hmm. I had a, I had a doctor who told me that I needed to lose weight and he said, 
looked me right in the eye and said, all you need to do is intermittent fasting and push-ups. And I'm like, what, what the, f-? like, I, <laughs> I know that that's not true. Uh, I haven't seen this doctor since then. I ditched uh-uh. it because that's absolute bullshit information. Like, stay, stay in your lane is what I'm yeah. trying to say. But if you are a nurse and add this on to your tool belt, essentially, now you can give information on this that isn't <laughs> intermittent fasting and push-ups. Like, right. that's, that's stupid. But, you know, people who, who might be struggling with that, you will have some sound information to give them. And I think mm-hmm. that more, I think more medical professionals need to be some kind of nutrition certified, especially if they're going to try and give advice. Yeah. Well, I can tell you firsthand medical professionals don't eat very well. <laughs> they oh, all, I'm and sure, it's, you know, working like 14 hour days. Yeah. 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 So even like back in my beach body days, like I always, like if I think about who I would want to help the most, it's nurses and single moms and people that work 12 hour shifts, because even through all this and all this disordered eating and, and partly because of it, I always, um, I always brought my lunch. I always have brought my snacks. Like it is possible to bring everything that you need to on a 12 hour shift to eat. If you want to, you don't have to, but who wants to eat the shitty hospital food? Nobody. So, but people do because they just don't plan ahead or whatever. So I have a lot of strategies that I've learned just from that aspect of working 12 hour shifts and, um, having certain goals. And Neil laughs at me all the time because I bring so much stuff with me way more than I'll ever eat just in case. (laughs) Like it's always just in case. Right. Yes. And it's mostly because, because I might feel like eating that almond joy that I put in there just because And one morning at seven 30, before I even went into the hospital, I ate it in my car. I had a great day. There you go. And there's there's nothing wrong with having some almond joy in the morning. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to ask you, how do does like Jordan's workouts compare to like something like 645 or 21 day fix? So, well, 21 day fix so is someone ridiculous. Someone who knows what 21 day fix is like, I, like I know. The yeah. So 21 day fix. Her, her and her fucking compound mu- moves and <laughs> jumping with squat weights. To press, you know, to curl, squat to, to press, um, jump, to you know, jumping with weights in your hands. Dumbbell kick flips with a hot cup of coffee over yeah, your Yeah, a somersault on the side. And some, <laughs> some ridiculousness, which, you know, basically, I mean, when you come down to weightlifting, yeah, there's some variations, but it's essentially the same things that you just do consistently over time yeah, and time weight, again. weight training is like the same eight to 12 movements right you know, there's variation right. on it but yeah, yeah. so you do don't need until you it. die <laughs> it's, yeah it's just like you're just trying to kill somebody by getting their heart rate up and you feel like you're gonna die and then people are getting hurt and then you because, think oh i had a great workout i'm so tired after it yeah, yeah yeah and i'm just trying to keep up with you which is a ridiculous expectation uh-huh. so yeah um and then with amalia's program I will say because it progresses and it's four, 14 weeks. So it's a long program for Beachbody. Um, and so by the time you get to the third phase, he is a, it's more intense and it's faster. So 
in that sense, I didn't like that aspect of it because sometimes I just can't move that fast, especially with weights. Yeah. I and your, your body does, you're, you need rest between sets. So like, I'm yeah. wondering like, how did you feel looking at dumbbell only and being like rest two minutes between sets? Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, rest, 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 rest. At first so I'm on my third month now, so I've gotten more used to it, but I like it. And yeah. then there are some days when especially on upper body days, there's more, um, seems like there's more exercises or more reps because you're working smaller muscles. Um, and some days if I'm doing it on the weekend, it takes, it might take me way longer than Jordan ever planned for it to take. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, let me just sit here and, and just contemplate for a minute, you know, yeah. because my I'm tired, but that, but not so tired that I'm exhausted, but my muscles are tired. So, um, and my upper, my arms are not, as strong as my legs, which nobody's arms are as strong as their legs. Exactly. But, um, but I like it. And I really like, um, his, his app because you can, it keeps track of your weights. It keeps track of your reps. It has a timer. So it tells you how to rest in between. Yeah. And, and I, it has I a video link. Like, cause that was something that I transitioned to, too, from beach body mm -hmm. to Jordan's workouts and then to doing my own workouts then to mm -hmm. hiring a coach to program for me. But mm -hmm. I remember like, wow, two, two to three minutes between sets. Um, I started with, I think it's called the Unicorn Strong program. And like, mm -hmm. the first thing was a deadlift. And it's like, rest three minutes between sets. I'm like, okay, hey, what You're do like, I do for hmm. three minutes? Um, yeah. But now, now I'm at a point where like, since I'm doing powerlifting, like, I'm resting like four or five minutes between sets sometimes, just like scrolling on my phone. And I'm like, this is exactly what I need. Because if I tried mm -hmm. to go back in and do another set within a minute, I would fail and probably die mm -hmm. bench pressing, which, you know, I died doing what I love. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely adjust, an adjustment because for beach body programs, it's all about marketing. So, you know, the faster you can get through it because everybody complains, they don't have enough time. So they're trying to do all these things within a certain amount of time. And so a lot of people didn't like 645 because they were 45 minute workouts. Mm. Well, I mean, I liked it because there was, he did have you rest in between, not as much, um, but there was some resting in between. Yeah. So, and, and it's, it's important to program rest in like uh, every time I read a, a program for a client, it has rest periods programmed mm -hmm. in like the rest for, you know, one to two minutes, two to three minutes or something like that. And, you know, a lot of people are weary of that because they're not used to it. But, you know, there's so much science to support like that your your body needs that much time to recover to be able to perform another heavy, hard set with mm -hmm. like because you will you will have to go down on weight if you don't take that much rest time. So yeah, it's, I just it's kind of a mind fuck. But then once you try yeah. it, you're like, whoa, but there's a science behind it. And I actually listened to Jordan's podcast about it um, that about how he programs and it's very very interesting not something i will ever do but it's always interesting to learn things and and what the science is behind it yeah absolutely um and, and i love that there are so many fitness professionals out there now who like will share that information for free right mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. yeah. you know go, go on my website go on jordan's website go on i'm just going to shout out a bunch of amazing go on eric roberts um website jeff packman uh so many of these people like 
have all these articles that you can like sit down and deep dive for like 10 minutes and learn so much for mm-hmm. absolutely nothing for just just some time just take some time to learn yeah it's just the opposite of what you know that culture of it being a quick fix that everything's just going to be so it's not it's a process and it's it could take a long time it could take you know but you're going to see results it's all about sustainability and nutrition and strength and whatever workouts you do. Like you can't just go, I've always, even when people before, like when I had success in beach body and was coaching, like I'm don't, don't try to do everything at once. Don't try to go from zero activity to eating like shit to restricting working out five days a week. You're going to fail. I mean, you can't do that. You can't. The people that go for a walk. Can't see me like nodding so hard that my head's <laughs> about to fall off. <laughs> like, it's just not realistic. Yeah, You're everybody fail. just wants to go all in right away, and that's how you burn out very quickly and give up. And then a week again, you, you try to do it again, and then you're gonna be like, "It didn't work." Of course, it didn't work. It didn't work. So I'm just gonna do nothing. Just yeah, small habits. Start small. Yes. Start with going for a fucking walk, eating more vegetables that's it and like build on that habit once you got that down then maybe think about adding something else yeah and you know with this with precision nutrition it it teaches that same principle too like if you have a client that hasn't done anything how about you start with eat an apple once a day or something you know and go for a walk that's it then we'll go up from there like don't try to like follow this do this and you know do your push-ups and intermittent fast you know like No, don't do that. I mean, the two small habits, right? <laughs> That's, it. That's it. You have a whole new program, Nick. Intermittent fasting. All my clients are getting that from now on. Every single yeah. one of you. You're getting push ups and intermittent fasting. I'll, I'll have no clients left. I'm getting fired by everybody. Like, hell no. <laughs> well, if, I, if Jordan ever tells me to do a burpee, I'll be like, uh, pass. Mm-hmm. It's funny, when I first started, I used to think burpees were good, and now I do not. They're awful. Maybe they have a time and a place, but I haven't found one. Maybe if you're, like, an elite gymnast. You know, I, I think I, <laughs> here's, a, here's a practical application of a burpee. Um, if you are training for a Spartan race where you mm. might have to do burpees if you fail an obstacle, you should train for burpees. There's... Yeah. There's my one practical application that I can find for yeah. a heartbeat. That's it. That's all yeah. I got. <laughs> <laughs> or if you like them, go for it. Sure. That's a good yeah. one too. Yeah. And you know, I think I think people try to trick themselves into liking burpees. Um, because they think that they're just this amazing exercise because they make you really tired. So you're like, oh, I love doing burpees because they tire me out. So if you really enjoy getting tired um try doing a deadlift and see how tired that makes you feel yeah yeah it's a different kind of tired but you'll you'll feel real tired after it yeah which is interesting because I've like I've never done any like any heavy like you know I'm still kind of working up to all this and doing dumbbells but I'm like maybe I should try to start deadlifting heavier I don't know we'll see well that might be the next thing now that you've built a habit of doing this dumbbells program now i'm pretty sure you guys got like barbell at home and stuff right if i remember correctly we don't but we probably will be getting one gotcha gotcha yeah because i was like oh i'm gonna have to go to the gym i don't want to go to the gym now we're hoping that we can um get our garage 
set up to be more more gym stuff mm, but goals i have no gym besides gym. besides um dumbbells on a bench and yeah but like which is great yeah that that can last you a long time all you really need all i did for like the first couple of years of my fitness was dumbbells on a bench i had five through 50 at a bench mm-hmm. and then yeah. at, at a certain point i was like okay I need 55. So I'm going to join a gym and then start using all this other fancy equipment here. And then I really like leveled up, so to speak from there. But, you know, I built a really good foundation on Mm -hmm. just dumbbells and a bench. You don't need all this fancy equipment. All you need is a little bit to start and do that for several years. So, so cool from looking back, you know, I used to have just like three, three pound, five pound, eight pound, 10 pound, maybe, maybe 12s. Mm-hmm. And now when I'm work, finishing with my workout, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> you know, 15, 20s, 25. Um, you know, it, we have heavier weight. Of course we have heavier weights. My husband's a, a bigger guy, but with him and me, I'm like, oh, like, I don't need that 10 pound weight. I need that 20 pound weight. I need that 15 pound weight. I can do it. And I have noticed that I kind of been holding back a little bit. So I probably do need to lift heavier. And so I'm trying to investigate in my own head, like, am I lifting heavy enough? I'm not sure. And I know Jordan has a whole thing about it that I haven't watched, but. Yeah. My, my simplest tip is if you're at a point where like you've you've worked on your form, you've got good form on things. Cause you, first of all, you need to earn the right to lift heavy. I always say that mm-hmm. like you need to, before you start picking up the heaviest dumbbell and trying to do something, you need to earn yeah. the right to like nail your form, make sure you're activating the right muscles, making sure you're not exceeding or shortening the range of motion, all that good stuff. Um, but like, once you've got to that point, ask yourself how many, like if someone put a gun to your head, how many more could you have done? Mm-hmm. and you know it's it's not always a simple answer because sometimes you're like oh i that was the absolute amount that i could do even though you probably had like five more in the tank so it takes a while to learn yeah. because just yeah. because something burns doesn't mean necessarily that you don't have more left right but um start asking yourself that question just like how many mm-hmm. more could i have actually done and if the answer is one or two you, you probably got the right weight if the answer is five the answer is ten you gotta mm-hmm. go up and yeah, that's can, a good way. You can kind of test yourself on that too. So say like, you know, you've got four sets of eight single arm row, for example, and you're like on your last set and you're not sure the answer to the question, keep going, do more, see how many you can actually get with good form. And then you'll, you'll know for sure. Yeah. And so I, and I have a question. So like if I have say I only have 10, I have 10, 12s and 15s. So between 12 and 15 is three pounds. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get stuck where I'm like, okay, I can do 12 pounds pretty easy. Like say 10, what 10 reps, whatever, but 15 pounds is too much by the time I'm done. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm like, okay, well, should I just do more reps of the 12s? This, that's a great question. So let's say, I, I don't know what the exercise is. So let's say that, you know, you've got prescribed 10 reps. You can't do, you can't quite do 10 reps with 15. Maybe you can do eight. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's a good solution. Do eight reps with 15 or you're not quite there. Um, try doing a little more reps with the 12 so that you can work up to doing maybe a little less reps 
with the um, 15. So I, when I program, sometimes I use like rep ranges. So I'll say mm -hmm. like an exercise is eight to 12 reps. And once you can get 12 with a certain weight, then you can go up to the next weight and do eight. Okay. So it's kind of a good way to like progress without being like, okay, this is way too much. Yeah. 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 That's kind of what I've been struggling with. I'm like, oh, let's see, what should I do? And also probably underestimating what I really could do. So, you know, yeah. but it's, it's growth. <laughs> I think, and I think that's a very common thing. I think, and this is a little stereotypy, but uh, you know, it does, it does hold some truth. I think women typically underestimate how much weight they can lift and men overestimate how much they mm -hmm. can lift. So, mm -hmm. you know, ego lifting and all that stuff. So right. yeah, if you are aware of the fact that you're probably underestimating it, that's your sign to challenge yourself a little more. <laughs> like you are, you answered your own question. You know, you're underestimating how much. Yeah, push myself a little bit harder. Yeah. And you know, don't just go like straight from like 10 to 20, you know, like mm. be smart about it go gradually and see how it feels. See how lifting the weight next weight up feels, which you've, you've been doing. You're trying the 15, mm -hmm. for example. So I think that's great. I think you're in the right place. You're in the, you're in a great mindset to be able to, now push yourself a little more, especially as you're progressing through this program, because that's what it's all yeah. about. It's just trying to progress from last week. Or, yeah. And or it's so, three weeks ago. yeah. I mean, it's just so cool to see, to get stronger, to see yourself getting stronger. Um, and then there's some exercises like a fucking Bulgarian split squat <laughs> <laughs> that I cannot do with weights and that's okay. It is okay. Um, I'm just working on the form of it because it's yes. hard. It is very hard. <laughs> and you need to earn the right to, to add weight to that first. So doing it body weight is incredibly hard. Mm -hmm. and I often have my clients do just body weight for the first month or two before they can add anything to it because it's fucking mm -hmm. hard. Once you have really yeah. strong legs, like any it's single hard. leg work is really tough. And it's, it's exhausting. Hard. You feel tired after it. You're out of breath. I'll never forget one time I was... Um, I was looking for an in-person job at the gym that I was lifting at and I was waiting for the, um, the owner of the gym to, to come and talk to me. She was like, Oh yeah, I'll be in at some point throughout the day. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'll just go, I'll just go lift for a little bit. And she comes up to me while I'm in the middle of Bulgarian split squats. <laughs> she's like, are you like, Nick? don't talk to me. Are you Nick? I'm like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> They're hard. I did, not, I did not get the job. <laughs> oh, they're hard. And so, you know, over the last three months, they're not in every workout that he's programmed, but they're there. And so right now I'm just like, okay, I, this time I've done it is better than the last time I did it. I wasn't dying as much, but we're not going with weights yet. Mm. So... And that's, that's how to get yeah. better at Bulgarian split squats. Just get better at them body weight. And as you start getting better at them, then you can add, you know, add one dumbbell to your hand, right? Or, mm -hmm. you know, left, left foot on the bench, left hand dumbbell, you know, five pounds. Great. Yeah. Start there. And then you'll surprise yourself as to how much you can actually lift and yeah. realize that most of that is just you pushing through the pain of these suck, but get better at them first. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You got to get your form down. Cause I, and that's why people get got and get hurt 
with Beachbody programs. They don't have anybody watching them. They're trying to keep up with the people that are on the video or whatever. And it's just not a good format. Yeah, they're doing like, I don't know, these made up exercises. I don't know how many times Danielle hurt her ankle trying to do that <laughs> that program with um, Jericho. Oh my God. Oh, Morning Meltdown? Oh, it was so Was sweet. that it? Yeah, that's the one. It was so Oh, sweet. all the jumping? All the jumping. Oh my God. We're going to do the hell? star burpees and. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Why are you no. doing that? It doesn't mm -mm. make sense. It's just to look fun. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. No, no jumping. No, <laughs> jumping 95% of the time is unnecessary. It has a like, why do you need to jump so much? It, it can help build power from like the bottom of a squat or something, but 95% for using jumping for cardio is it's um, irresponsible. And it's very much very prominent in a lot of those workouts. very prominent in a lot of those programs because it makes you feel so tired but when you're <clears throat> putting a lot of impact on your joints when you're already under fatigue that is a very easy way to get injured very, like mm -hmm. so easy to get injured that way and setting people up for failure because they got hurt and they're not going to do it anymore you know, but you have to, you've got to come back the next day and do day two and day three, you know, and you've got to stay on track. Yeah. And oh, your ankle you hurts? Know. Suck it up. Yeah, yeah. you're. it's fine. Yeah. Just modify. Just okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, you never want to modify with Beachbody. Like it seems no, like you don't want to be a modifier. No, it's, yeah. they, I don't know. Like they never say that it's bad. It just feels bad. Because mm -hmm. you know what and it, it shouldn't. Because they always have the modifier look different than the rest of the cast. The modifier is mm -hmm. always more overweight than the rest of the cast. Mm -hmm. So it, it feels bad to be the modifier because you don't want to look like the modifier because everyone else during, in the cast is, they're so in shape. They're like, mm -hmm. you know what? They, um, they put hot people on the cast, right? Yeah. Because yeah. You want to look like that. And then they have the modifier who's not as, in shape as right. some of the other people maybe they are like maybe they really are and they can do all those movements but well you would think they would have to be if they've been in if they're doing this program i i guess i don't know I, it's funny that you say that because i was thinking about when i first started going to orange theory and they would demonstrate the exercise that you do and then there go and here's an option they never called it modified here's another an option option an option yeah, yeah you know it's funny i don't even think about that but when i i um so i do in-person training as well and we do like some group classes and i always say that i didn't even think about the fact that yeah. i said that but it just that's what comes out of my mouth yeah like, it's an option. another option because you're still moving you're it still working the muscle or worse. Yeah. it's just an option no yeah so terminology <laughs> yeah, words are important I, that's so interesting. i never thought about that words matter they do well thank you so much for coming on and sharing all that with us and you're gonna go places as far as your fitness goes like you have such a good mindset so i'm really excited to see how this goes for you yeah me too i mean i've working been working really really hard and yeah and fuck that process. counselor from the beginning fuck that counselor when you're <laughs> what the I'm hell i'm still mad about that yeah, I'm like, who the fuck would say that to a 12-year-old girl? Minding yeah. her own business, eating her school lunch. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's never Yeah, and that. so <laughs> I'm like, you know, I mean, I 
I don't know, you know, having my own children here now, almost both of them, one's grown, the other one almost is, is like, you've got to be so careful about what you say to children. They're so Whether impressionable. They're so impressionable and, and not just overweight, but underweight. Um, my boys are on the thinner side and they've struggled with that. You know, I was like that when I was a kid too. I struggled with it too. I could, I remember when I was a kid, you know, you had to put little floaty things on your arms. <laughs> my arms were so skinny that they wouldn't fit in there. And I was so oh. self-conscious about it. You could see my ribs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happened. I got older and I discovered how much I loved Oreos. Yeah. So that, that became a problem. But you know, that whether you're underweight, overweight, average, normal, in shape, athletic, like mm-hmm. watch what you how about know. let's not make comments on people's appearance let's not how about that com- yeah that's the point of <laughs> exactly. yeah exactly. let's not make any comments you about know, any, any if you, know. you know that someone's trying to like they're working on a specific goal and mm-hmm. you genuinely think like hey you look great go for it sure yeah. But, you know, I, I wouldn't say that to someone you don't know, because you don't, you don't know what they're mm-hmm. working on. You're like, oh, you look so skinny. What if they're self-conscious about the fact that they're skinny? Yeah. And I've, I've discovered that with my children because yeah. it, they are self-conscious about it, it, especially with boys. You know, they don't, they're like, don't say that, you know, if, yeah, you think it's a good thing because you're skinny and they don't have to worry about what they eat, but that it's a whole, it's still you're reflecting affects your own their goals onto them really. Yeah. 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 And then there's me that's like, babe, look at my butt. Look at my butt with all these weights I'm doing. <laughs> Doesn't it look good? <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> and those are the right kinds of compliments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your ass is looking great. Perfect. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this has been super fun. And to anyone listening, if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review and thank you all for listening. Yeah. Thanks.